Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. already been two amazing weeks with Lee Carroll. I can't wait for you to hear this episode all about quality, problems in the marketplace, what you may not know about some of the most well-known mushroom brands and how they're cheating the system. Yes, they are. And producing sub-quality products. So Lee does an amazing job of explaining all of that to us. So here you go. Listen in. Final part with Lee Carroll all about quality issues of these herbs in the marketplace and, of course, where you can go find really, really good quality. All right, here you go. Well, we are back for our impromptu round three. For behind the scenes, I literally just hit the pause button, but I didn't want you all to drown on all that information that was so good last week. So if you're just joining for the first time, we have two episodes the prior two weeks with an amazing conversation with Lee Carroll, and we're talking all things mushrooms, why they're important in your practice, the history, his top five mushroom picks, which was like mind-blowing. And so for this round three, I promise we're done after this one, I promise. But this part three, round three, we're going to talk about quality issues in the marketplace. And so you're going to want to pay attention because I just asked Lee before we hit this record button, I said, so is there anything else you want to talk about? And he said, pretty sure quality issues are going to take up about the whole thing. So let's do this. I want to hear, tell us a little bit about mushrooms in the marketplace and what we should look for and what we need to look out for. Yeah, it's a minefield. So clearly I've had a lot of good training with all my Mediherb years around quality and quality was the central plank in the whole message. So once I started putting my mind to the mushroom thing, I, I had that same imprint. Like I was really aware of all of the quality stuff. And I was just aghast at the, the poor quality offerings that are being promoted and the departure from tradition which is being put up as the, the modern way to do mushrooms. Mm. So mm. It, it's, it's scandalous. So let's get started with the details, hey? I'm ready. The kingdoms of life did tell us what name we use to describe the organisms that are part of that kingdom. So the kingdom plantae has got plants in it. The kingdom animalia has got animals in it. And the kingdom fungi has got fungi in it. So fungi is plural and fungus is singular. So the organism that is is the fungus isn't a mushroom. And the mushroom is the fruiting body of the of the organism. And the fruiting body is is the above ground part. Sometimes they're below ground, like poria and, and truffles are good examples of that, for example. So it's the fruiting body, which has got all of the tradition around it. It's what early humans ate and all of the grand traditions that use mushrooms as medicine. So there's, there's mostly that's, that's the Asian tradition, but there is 
Hipp Hippocrates was recommending some some mushrooms as as antiseptic washes and styptic wads for wounds and that sort of thing. So the all of the all of the tradition is built up around using mushrooms as as the medicine. So in the pharmaceutical world, many mushrooms deliver very highly specific beta glucan. So there might be 40 or 50 beta glucans in a mushroom. So in shiitake, there's might be 59 of them, but one of them called lentinan, when you purify it, it's got really amazing potential to deal with gastric cancer. So it's, it's a drug in that sense, or in our herbal medicine world, it's a 50 to one extract of shiitake that's really good at, as an adjunct in cancer treatment. So companies don't use mushrooms to get that ex, to get that molecule. They use liquid culture techniques where they grow the fungus in, in a liquid medium. So fungi are like humans, they need oxygen, they need to consume food. So in that liquid environment, they pump some oxygen in so that the, the, the mycelium can grow, but it never right. produces fruiting bodies. So the, the, the mycelium is different to the fruiting body, although they're made up of the same kind right. of stuff. Right. But it has has different chemical signatures. It has different molecules. So that technique is what's used to make these very highly specialized molecules. So in clinic, I use turkey tail PSK for in my cancer treatments, for example, and that's how that's made. So that's a legitimate source of those those molecules. And cordyceps, the uh, the Chinese cordyceps, you can't harvest it in the wild because it's very extremely dangerous. So the uh, it's a bit technical, but they grow cordyceps in that same way and then make an extract from that mycelium as a substitute for the, the, the sclerodium fruiting body complex. That's the traditional medicine. Right. But now in, in this kind of just in the last 15 years, companies are selling what they call myceliated grain where they, they take brown rice, they cook it up, they inoculate it with, with some fungal spores and then the fungal spores just like tempeh you know the the fungus grows through the rice right and then it doesn't ever produce a fruiting body and then that material gets freeze-dried and then ground up and put in a capsule and sold as a mushroom product what and and it's not a mushroom product it's it's a it's a fermented grain which oh, has um, no no evidence and no tradition and just just a lot of hype. So anywhere wow. where you see um, mycelium being used, and there's grain associated with it, hard it, no. I don't recommend you use it. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's two in vitro studies that are very poorly done, which don't really t tell you much. There's two animal studies which go back in time and weren't focused on this concept. They were trying to improve the, the milk quality in sheep and they were trying to look at immune function in chickens and there's one case history that's been reported famous case of of breast cancer with turkey tail that's the sum total of the evidence you can compare that to at least five thousand years of recorded human history from a medicine using the fruiting body right, right. and the fact that there's at least 20,000 research papers on beta-glucans. There's more than 200 clinical trials supporting mushrooms and beta-glucans 
human health. And then someone has a, some bright spark has a good idea. And all of a sudden, just about every product that's being sold in the US is a myceliated grain product. Yeah. And it possibly is a bit technical, but mycelium is about 90% water and brown rice is about 50% water when you cook it. So when you grow the mycelium in the brown rice, not all of the brown rice gets converted into mycelium. So the conversion rates at the very, very best are around 35%. Some people oh, in wow. industry that I talk to say it's more like 10%. Wow. So even at 35%, giving, giving these organizations the benefit of the doubt, Right. In a in a thousand milligrams of the product, often they get five hundred milligrams twice a day as the dose. So a thousand milligrams of this dried myceliated grain only contains approximately ninety-seven milligrams of my dried mycelium. Just because mycelium's ninety percent water, when you dry right. it, right. you got a lot less. So when you do the mathematics on it, you're you're getting a, a fraction of what you need, and the chemistry is not the same. So Reishi mycelium doesn't have all of the triterpenes in it that the fruiting body does. So I didn't put reishi in my top five in the last podcast. Probably would come in sixth in that category. But reishi is like a medicinal plant. It's very high in in secondary metabolites. Yeah. And the triterpenoids keep your cardiovascular system healthy, and right. they get they get converted by bowel fl- flora into beneficial metabolite so there's these companies sell their products as a low bitterness reishi as if that's some sort of benefit but when you make a mycelium there's own it doesn't have the quantity or the diversity of those triterpenes so every every example that you look at there's an there's a very significant weakness that sets the alarm bells off and you just should not be using mycelium in clinic unless it's that submerged culture with those highly specific molecules or or mushrooms that you can't get like the cordyceps. Right. So that being said, then, if we're looking at labels, we're all trained to read these labels well. Medierp's done a good job training us. So if we're looking at a label, is the only thing that we're going to spot on the label is the mycelium extract that has some kind of grain in it? Or is there some other thing that we should be looking out for in these products? There's a few tricks that get used. Some of them are really scandalous. Well, the first one is scandalous enough. Yeah, well, it get, it's probably worse with the labeling. When on social media, which is where we get all of our advertising these days, yeah. none of us watch yeah. TV yeah. much and yeah. it's always cable or whatever and you don't get ads. So the there's rules around what you can say on a label and what you can't. So the FDA has always had a rule that you need to label, my, if it's mycelium, you've got to label it as mycelium. Well, the, the big companies that have been selling these products, they've only started putting mycelium on their label recently. They used to call it mushroom previously. And then on the label, so if you see mycelium on the label, that's a big, that's a big no. Big red flag. Or if you see fermented grain, but uh. these companies use bright, shiny images of all the fruiting bodies. So you'll see bright, shiny images of reishi and cordyceps and beautiful sh- images of shiitake. Well, that's that's legally allowed. But the the subliminal message is you're you're consuming you're getting, the fruit yeah, body. Yeah, you're getting the true you're, fruiting you're, body. You're, you're, yeah. you're not getting the the you're getting the mycelium instead. So companies are allowed to put mushroom in their name, even though they only ever sell mycelium products. So if 
you know, company XYZ mushrooms, then that can be really prominent on the label, even though they're selling mycelium products. So there's the, these tricks are really, really quite sneaky. And then a good quality product will have the levels of beta-glucans underneath the, the, the mushroom. So to say shiitake, it'll give you the, the Latin name and then it'll say the mushrooms used. And then a good product will have beta-glucans. Really good products will say that there's less than 5% starch. So if you use starch as a filler, then the tests that get done can be tricked into believing that there's beta-glucans in there. So there's testing methodologies that, that need to be done. Criminal. It's, it's awful. Yeah. They're, they're, the, they're the main things on the label. And then if you... if and I take you through all this in the course, but if you're trained to ask a few questions of the, of the, the company or the rep, like, do you use the fruiting body or do you use the mycelium? So some companies, they're very obtuse around the bits that they use. Mm -hmm. So they might use the word primordium. So when you're growing the mycelium in the grain, the, the primordia are the, are the embryonic kind of fruiting bodies. So some companies will let it get to that stage as if to try and trick you into thinking the primordiums is like slightly same different. Thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's basically the same thing. Right. Yeah. But if, if you can, if your company can answer the questions, like mushrooms should be organic because most mushrooms come out of China and they, we need to ensure that they're good quality. So there's a lot of fear around China, but China's the best place to get mushrooms. It's the country that is the, the OG, like they're the originators really? of the concept. So they're the ones that know how to grow it best. So as, as long as the growing conditions are done organically and there's vertical integration in the organization so that the, the company is directly contracting with the people that grow it, that's best practice and that's how it should be done. But many companies are just buying mushroom extracts on the open market and right. they're not doing the right quality testing. But in the last show, we talked about ergotheanine. We didn't talk about ergosterol or ergosterol. So because humans and fungi share a common ancestor, many of our cellular features are the same. So part of the, part of the magic around why mushrooms have such profound effects is because of that similarity. So we have cholesterol, mushrooms have ergosterol. So ergosterol is a bunch of molecules which can be converted into vitamin D but our body uses ergosterol to help manage lipids and help deal with liver stuff. Wow. So ergotheanine and ergosterol are, are found in known quantities in mushrooms and each, each species of mushroom has got its own kind of signature. So if you look at the levels of ergotheanine and ergosterol in the product, it can tell you whether it's an from an authentic source or not. Because if the, if the ergotheanine levels are really tanked or not, even not there, the mushroom hasn't been used in, the, in right. the right quantity. So suppliers would be able to answer those questions. Asking how they are extracted, the, these mycelium products are typically just freeze dried and then given to people. And there's such a trend away from consuming grains. I can't believe that people would be willingly consuming yeah. un, uncooked. Well, that's like what I was going to say. I was, yeah, I was going to say like, we're, we're telling patients to get away from grains, but yet the products have got the grains in them 
And then you even have a poor product that you're not even getting what you think you're going to be getting in the way of, of mushrooms. So again, back to real mushrooms, that's, you're saying that the quality is there. They've tested it. They are using the fruity bodies and then they're drying that correct. And then putting in a capsule. And then they're extracting it. Yeah. So they do an extract, like you boil up the mushroom in, in either water or ethanol or dual solvents. You do water first and then ethanol second. Yeah. And then, then you dehydrate that, that extract and then, and then you dry it into a powder. But real mushrooms also have a, a one-in-one extract where they take the mushroom, they boil it in water, and then they filter off the mushroom and they filter off the extract. They concentrate the extract and dry it. They dehydrate the mushroom and they combine them back together. So it's kind of like an activated mushroom. So it's the, it's the whole mushroom, like ready to go. So in terms of whole food principles, it, there's no loss, everything is there. And that's become kind of like my preference. I, I don't have access to it yet in Australia, but once it's available online sales, I'm going to be using it. It's, it's, it's the very best way to do it because you don't, you don't lose anything. Everything's there. Right. All the ergotheanine, all the ergosterol, all the fiber. And tremella is a good example. Tremella, when you get three grams of tremella mushroom and then boil it in, in seven ounces of water for two hours, obviously I, I do a big batch. You wouldn't boil such a small amount, but it goes thick and gooey. So I, I got three grams of, of real mushrooms tremella and put it in warm water and stirred it and let it sit for two hours. And it made the liquid go the same amount of goo as the as the really? as the dried mushroom did. So it's well, that, a, that was what I was thinking earlier when you were talking about the mycelium and the grain is that some of the huge benefits of the mushrooms is the impact on the gut and the fiber. The, and of the, the fiber, yeah. Yeah, and then you don't get any of that. So you don't get any of that. For yeah. me, that's huge. That's a huge missing piece. Not all, not to mention all the other stuff, the polyphenols and the brain and the skin and the, all the things. But yeah. the, the fact that we're missing out on that core fundamental piece. And it's also fascinating to me that if mushrooms have been part of our, our diet, like ancestrally, our diet, part of the culture, isn't it fascinating that all of the mushrooms have a positive prebiotic like benefit on the gut. So even in the ecosystem that those fruiting bodies, that the fungi that we would naturally have been eating as we're gathering and foraging through looking for food was helping to repair, remodel and support a healthy gut bacteria. That's just fascinating to me. Yeah. We're, we're so interconnected with the natural world and yeah mushrooms i think are kind of like one of the missing pieces they're just not well enough appreciated yeah wow my fear and i've seen this in in my long herbal medicine career the the whole population is energized around the magic of mushrooms so there's all of the psychedelic stuff which is a totally different sphere but all of this medicinal stuff like this is colliding with the modern consciousness and everybody's just switched on to the benefits that mushrooms can give so people are using on mass these myceliated grain products and a couple of years down the track people are going to say i tried it and it just didn't, didn't work. work it was a waste of money and they'll give up on mushrooms and then the whole tradition suffers because then you can't get people's confidence back right and i've seen it Look how hard it is with echinacea. 
like the the quality story around echinacea people still to this day think that echinacea is useless and right. it's it's only kind of a, a minority of the practitioner population that gives it the the due respect that it deserves yeah and so we see that we see that with like so you'll go to a doctor and the doctor will say or even some other practitioners will just say well herbs don't work and and i would probably kind of agree with that if they're just the kind you buy at Costco yeah. or the yeah. grocery and store or whatever, CBS, they don't yeah. work. That's exactly right. So yeah. carving out, I think it clinically carving out, you're putting your stake in the ground and carving out your own unique niche as being someone who can use mushrooms, use them medicinally, get the therapeutic benefit, see the change in the patient. I would think for women, yeah. which is yeah. 80% of our practices, you start giving women tremella. Yeah. They're going to be your patient forever because you're going to make them look beautiful. Their skin yeah, is better. True. The elastin is yeah. better. The collagen is better. So if you can find a place as kind of, a, I like to think about it as an entry point where we're addressing a problem that the patient either has, or maybe they don't have, but you can provide a benefit for them. I think this is a niche, really a niche market that practitioners can take. That's only going to elevate their credibility of your business, your brand, yeah. you as the clinician, but also going to generate more revenue, make your practice more profitable and so on. So I, yes. I have a bottle of, I was looking for it here. I have a bottle here sitting somewhere of a mushroom might be in my drawer. And I think it's the cog. Is there one from real mushrooms? That's for cognition. I think it's uh. in a, I think it's in a white bottle. I might've taken it home. Yeah. But, all the bottles are white. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with the well the details I've, of the I've brand. been taking it and I have to I gotta tell you, this is like my story. So I somebody sent me some mushroom, these from real mushrooms. And uh, so I there were a few bottles, and so the one for cognition, I jumped right out at me. I'm like, yeah, baby, we need this to be yeah. firing really, really well. And so I I looked at the label and it just said one. I think it said one capsule, and I thought I'm not taking one. I'm taking five. <laughs> and, and my first dose with those five. And I, I don't remember what I was doing. I think it was just on a consult call or something. And I, my brain was like, and I didn't feel hyperactive or wound up or anything, but I mean, it was like clicking majorly yeah. clicking. And I thought, oh man, I am a believer all the way. Yeah, it was amazing. No, it was it amazing. is, it is profound. I don't think everyone would, would would necessarily have that same like impact, but everybody over time sees a benefit. Then yeah. there's so many curious things about the health benefits with mushrooms that you don't expect. I've I use tremella as I said it maybe was that last podcast. I use it quite a lot in skin conditions. Yeah. Uh, and but not always. So I'll give it to some patients and say this is for your brain, like it's going to make your brain work better. And then three weeks later, I'll see them and I'll say, oh, how are you doing? And I'll say, oh, how's your skin? And they'll be like, oh my God, my skin's fantastic. It's never been this good. And they'll be like, what have you done to me? I'm like, oh, I think it might be the tremella. <laughs> Knowing full well. Knowing full well. That's exactly what's going to happen. But it makes yeah. you look like a rock star. Yeah. Because then and you can pull that out of your hat and go, oh, I think it's that one. Exactly. And my, uh, my white hair is going black. I've got, I used to think I was just imagining it. It was just wishful thinking, but I've been taking photographs now and 
I'm I'm getting regrowth of black hairs. When a white hair falls out, I'm getting a black one in its place. No so, kidding. And I've been taking the same herbs I've always taken. And the only new thing in my regime in the last three years is mushroom. So, so what's your mushroom for what's your mushroom for anti-gray then? Yeah, I don't know. I, it might be reishi. It might be chaga. I mean, uh, I, I do them all every day. So, yeah. so you're not uh, taking anything specific, but you're just interesting that it would that it's it's changing something. Changing yeah, well, physiology. It's, it's, yeah. I think it might be the chaga. So there's lots of examples of of, of stress induced white hairs. Yeah. I, yeah. I started going white when I was twenty, but so that there's something in the mushroom that's re-energizing those melanin producing cells that that make the hair. So yeah, chaga is a natural source of melanin, and it's oh, in a it's in a it's in a soluble format, and melanin is significantly prebiotic, but melanin's got all of these really curious protective and anti-stress yeah. properties, which, yeah, yeah. which make it quite unique. So chagas are a very low dose, one gram a day for the rest of your life kind of things are yeah. really, really nice, nice option for people. Well, Lee, I have to say I am I am wiser, much wiser. I feel my brain is extremely full. For those of you listening, this is part three. And, but if you don't know this, we've literally just recorded all three parts in one sitting, hence the same clothing every time. And so my brain is, I got all of this to digest here, like really fast. I feel like I need to go and take a nap now. But Lee, thank you so much. I appreciate your generosity and yeah. you have been such a champion, not only in the world of herbal medicine, but you have trained thousands and thousands and thousands of us over the years here in the US. And I've had the pleasure of going and hanging out with you and some of the MediHerb team in Australia. And I'm, I count it a great honor to have known you and know you and to be watching your growth your oh, journey here thanks, and Rhonda. now you're in mushrooms you. and i just i'm so thrilled to have you on and thank you for your time and your yeah. contribution to us as clinicians so My i know pleasure. you're going to be over here in the u.s again june? in june so yeah, yeah june of 2023 so uh, yeah let me know and i will definitely get that out to my community and we will see if we can stalk you a little bit yeah thank you yeah it's okay. great to be back well thank you again i so appreciate your time all right yeah. take care Thanks, Rhonda. I told you, I told you. Amazing, right? Unbelievable that there are so many things wrong with so many of these mushrooms out there in the marketplace. So get your account set up with Real Mushrooms. Let's see if we can um, start to provide our patients with some unbelievable quality mushrooms that are working well and are you know equivalent of what we know to be quality herbs like what comes from uh from MediHerb we can expect that with real mushrooms as well which I love um I appreciate that Lee gave us you know the words and the tips and the things that we need to be looking for uh to spot those imposters and then of course where we can go to get the good stuff so I hope you have enjoyed this three-part series I've so enjoyed having the conversation with Lee it was great to connect with him again and uh, have him be able to share. He's a wealth of knowledge about herbs and now about mushrooms. And I'm so thankful to have him as a friend. So where you can get a hold of him is uh, on Instagram. He is herba underscore meditari. 
or on Facebook, Lee Carroll Herbalist. You can also go to his website, grab his course, and you can connect with him on social there as well. So herbameditari.com.au. I'll spell it for you. H-E-R-B-A-M-E-D-I-T-A-R-I.com.au. So thank you so much for being such a loyal listener. I hope you've enjoyed this three-part series. I have, as I said, so enjoyed it. So um, if you ever want to get a hold of me, the best way to do that is just on Facebook or Instagram. You can send me a message. I watch them and look at them all the time. So get in touch if you have questions or if I can help you in any way. Next week, we are back to doing more of some clinical business growth to help you really grow and scale a very successful practice. All right, friends, take care. Have a great week. I will talk to you next week on the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. Mm -hmm.